This is the Orville Christian Church Podcast. Each week, you'll find content that helps you take your next step closer to Jesus. Join us online at orville.church slash live. This may just be the tip of the iceberg. I love that. About three years ago, the OCC elders and staff uh, began to ask, what's next? And long story short, the bottom line was, we need to go beyond. Uh, beyond in our outreach to the unchurched in our community, beyond in the connectedness and spiritual growth of our church body, and beyond in the appeal and accessibility of our facility. You know, ever since 1902, when OCC began on the front porch of the J.B. Carson Farmhouse on Old Route 30, uh, we've had a history of going beyond. One example is when we relocated from our Walnut Street location out here to Elm Street. Some of you may not realize this, but the church building that's across the street from the Orville Library on Walnut Street, that's where OCC used to meet. But back on October 27th, 1957, the 22 acres of property here on North Elm Street was purchased for $25,000. And that same money would be $235,000 today. What a deal, huh? But we have, we have an audio clip of the minister at that time. His name was Stuart Rogers, talking about this property and what was happening leading up to its purchase in 1957. Take a listen to this. Last uh, Monday morning at about 9 o'clock, the trustees signed an option on 22 acres of ground right across from the, you remember where the swimming pool is out in Orr Park? Right across from that, only just to the little to the north, just a little bit. Nice piece of property out there. Today, after church, we showed pictures of it that had been taken, and then we asked everybody to go out, and we had quite a number of cars that go out and drove over the grounds and looked over. Next Sunday, the congregation is going to vote on whether to buy it or not, and we're kind of holding our fingers, keeping them crossed, but I think they will. They're asking $25,000 for it, and I think that the congregation realizes that that's a rather moderate price for the property that we've gotten, a very, very choice piece of ground. Everything around it is restricted, and after the uh, housing developments are through out there, the church spot would be right in the geographical center of the population of Orville. It's directly behind the high school and only about 400 feet from the high school building. So... We're kind of happy about that and hoping that maybe by another week we'll have some good news to report to you. And we know now there was good news to report, amen? But, but what vision and foresight the leaders had. And one of those leaders is still a part of OCC today. His name is Bob Studer. Bob has been involved here for 75 plus years, similar to John Smucker who you saw in the video. But Bob, he was the chairman of the building committee when this building was first built. And and we stand on the shoulders of faithful people like Bob. Over 60 years ago, and, and at other times since, OCC has decided to go beyond. Aren't you glad? I know I am. But, but you know, I wonder, what will our kids and grandkids be saying 20, 40 60 years from now. How do you want to be remembered? 
In their book, Living Forward, Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy write about designing your legacy. They, they say, as we think about our legacy, we need to start with the end. What outcomes do you want? Because the end determines everything else. Hyatt and Harkavy go on to encourage people to write out their eulogy as if it were being read today. What would those closest to you remember about your life? What stories would they tell one another? How would they summarize what your life meant to them? These are, these are great questions. But you know, the ultimate question is what? The ultimate question is, what would God say and think? That's what really matters, right? The Bible says in Hebrews 4.13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's pretty sobering, isn't it? When it's all said and done, we live for an audience of one, and that is God. Last year, a well-known evangelist and apologist named Ravi Zacharias passed away. I watched his funeral online. One of, one of the speakers was then Vice President Mike Pence. Pence shared, in Ravi Zacharias, God gave us the greatest Christian apologist of this century. And, and as I heard the various speakers eulogize, I was inspired by Ravi's life. But then, three or four months after his death, news came out that Ravi engaged in sexual misconduct. His ministry, RZIM, set in motion an independent investigation and their, their findings found that Ravi did indeed live a double life. He spoke well, he wrote well, but he did not live well outside the public eye. I can't imagine what his wife and family are going through right now. Here was a man who they thought was living for God, traveling the world, preaching and defending the gospel, and yet, when you pull back the curtain, he was living a, a secretive, sexually deviant lifestyle. And unfortunately, that's how he's going to be remembered. But how about you? How do you wanna be remembered? In our Bible passage for today, we find a church, followers of Jesus, who are remembered for their generosity. In 2 Corinthians 8 and 9, the Apostle Paul encourages the church there to give generously to meet a need. He instructs them to complete a collection they had started the year before for the church in Jerusalem. We're not sure what the need was specifically, but Paul wanted them to give so they could help their brothers and sisters in Christ. So that's what they did. They gave generously. And through their giving, Paul says, many things would happen. First, the needs of the believers in Jerusalem would be met. God would meet those needs through their giving. It would also show that their faith was real that their confession went further than just mere words, but it expressed itself in tangible, loving action toward others. And finally, Paul says, God would be glorified as a result of their giving. The Jerusalem believers would joyfully express their thanks to God. In essence, their generosity would leave a powerful legacy. A threefold legacy, in fact. First, 
It was a legacy of service. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting at verse 12, these words. He says, this service that you perform, which was the collection for the Jerusalem church, is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God because of the what? The, the service by which you have proved yourselves Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. Paul says here that their generosity was a service or or ministry to those in need. We may not think of our financial giving as a ministry, but, but it certainly is. Money is one of many resources for ministry. In fact, Some Christ followers have what's called the spiritual gift of giving. Maybe you have this spiritual gift if you're a follower of Jesus. Spiritual gifts are really ministries. And so if I have the spiritual gift of teaching, then my ministry is to teach. If I have the spiritual gift of giving, then my ministry is to give. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 12, 8, if your gift is to encourage then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously because that's your ministry. But even if giving is not your spiritual gift, when we see or hear about a need, especially within the church, we all should try to meet that need with generosity. This is true with our beyond vision. We we set a goal back in 2019 to raise $1.2 million dollars. And much of that is for transforming three areas of our facility, the main lobby, the children's space, and the youth space. But also a portion of that, $50,000 to be exact, went to two missions, one in Haiti and another in Colombia. A church in Parado, Haiti, is in need of a new church building to accommodate growth. And so we've given $30,000 to help with the construction of that building. And uh, we learned recently that due to COVID, construction has not started yet. But then in Colombia, we've given $20,000 to provide for a much needed swimming pool at a church camp. A group of us went down to Colombia last February, and we can attest to how essential a swimming pool is in Colombia. Let me tell you. But that pool is is not just for children and families to cool off and have fun. It also serves as a baptistry. We got to witness some baptisms in that pool while we were there. And OCC, as I thought about that, we're really leaving a legacy in Colombia of generosity and service. And what a thrill that is. Thank you so much for your giving. But then there there was a second aspect to the legacy of the Corinthian church that was born out of their generosity, not just a legacy of service, but it was a legacy of faith. Again, Paul writes, Paul writes these words, because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. In other words, their generosity put feet under their confession. 
that they meant what they said they believed and were willing to sacrifice to make it happen. And that took faith. You see, it takes faith to give generously, to believe that as we give to meet the needs of others, God will provide for our needs as well. You know, we we say we believe in God, we confess that Jesus is Lord, but is that just lip service? One way to tell is how we manage the money God has given us. In the Bible, a spiritual practice Jesus commends is something called tithing. A tithe is 10%, that's what it means. I set aside 10% of every dollar God provides and I return it back to him through the church. One of the purposes of the tithe is that it teaches us to always put God first. Proverbs 3.9 says it this way. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. And so the principle is, I give back to God the first part, not the leftovers. I put him first by giving back to him 10% right off the top. And that takes faith, doesn't it? Some of you may be in debt financially. Uh, it may be a student loan debt. It may be a car loan or two, or, or perhaps a mortgage. If you have all this debt, it can feel like a huge weight around your neck. And you may wonder, how can I tithe when I have no money? It's a real challenge. We get in over our head to the point where we become slaves to the lender instead of servants of the Lord. But if you're in debt and you feel like there's no way you can return 10% back to God, I want to challenge you to try it for 90 days and see what happens. I'm not saying renege on your commitments, but what I am saying is take a step of faith. Get God working in your financial situation. See, as we open our hands to give, our hands are also open for God's provision and blessing. And what a powerful witness this is to a watching world when the church gives out of faith in a generous God. You know, there there are people in our community who know what we're trying to do with our beyond vision. Uh, They're beginning to see it. Uh, People are seeing how we value families and children. They're they're seeing a building that is now accessible for all. They're seeing how we're willing to invest in the next generation. They're seeing how we are starting a special care ministry for children. And it communicates a powerful witness. I, I actually received a note from a mom in our community recently. Here's what she said. She said, I just wanted to say thank you for all the changes OCC has made over the past year to promote inclusion for individuals with disabilities and adding a ministry to help address special needs for families. As a parent of a child with a disability, this means the world. She concluded, I pray for OCC and and specifically for this ministry that you will see tremendous growth and many lives will be forever changed. Friends, this is the kind of legacy, the kind of legacy of service and faith that we want to leave. But you know, ultimately, the legacy we want to leave 
is finally number three. It's a legacy of praise to God. You see, this isn't about us. It's about him. There's a popular Christian song right now. Maybe you've heard it by Casting Crowns. It says, and I, I don't want to leave a legacy. I don't care if they remember me, only Jesus. And I, I've only got one life to live. I'll let every second point to him, only Jesus. You see, we want our generosity to point to him. And that's what happened in 2 Corinthians 9 when the Corinthian church gave generously to the church in Jerusalem. Again, here's what Paul writes. He says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing. It's overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will what? Praise God. See, their generosity resulted in joyful thanks and praise to God. And Paul concludes, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. See, for Paul, this wasn't about putting the spotlight on the Corinthian church. It was about putting the spotlight on God. This, this was his grace on display. And so I wonder, I wonder what future generations here at OCC will be talking about 20, 40, 60 years from now. Will they say, you know, back in the 20s, <laughs> back in the 20s, the church, you know what, they did this thing called Beyond. And maybe we're playing an audio clip, right? They're playing that audio clip like we did earlier of some guy. But, but the church did this thing called Beyond. They, they set some God-sized goals. And by God's grace, 300 people came to Jesus. There was revival. And those new believers, they grew in their faith and made more disciples. They even went beyond financially. They went beyond financially with the facility that we still get to enjoy today. They invested $1.2 million for the next generation, us. And we are so thankful to God that they went beyond. How do you want to be remembered? I don't know about you, but I want to be remembered as the generation that went beyond. I want to leave a legacy of service, faith, and praise to God. And right now, like we did last Sunday, we want to give you an opportunity to leave that legacy, to make a commitment to go beyond. Now, this isn't just about money, okay? It's about being generous in other ways as well. As you came in today, you should have found a commitment card on your seat. It looks like the one on the screen. If you're joining us online, just go to orville.church. You can click on the beyond image. That'll take you to a page where there is a link to this commitment card, our online version. If you could go ahead and go there now, that would be great. And if you're in person here, if you could grab your card, I just wanna walk through it with you real quick. At the top, it says this. It says, yes, by God's grace, and that's key. By God's grace, I wanna go beyond in leading others to Christ, serving my church and community, connecting and growing in my spiritual life and through financial generosity. 
And then all we've done is we've just put some options here on this card for you to prayerfully consider. Uh, You can check more than one box, but we'd like everyone to check at least one. We want all who call OCC their church home. All who call OCC their church home to participate in some way. The first option says, I will pray for one each day. This is huge. That, That we would see and that we would respond to the one person God wants us to show his love to every day. Or this can also be a prayer for the one person in your life that you'd like to see come to know Christ. This is a commitment to pray for them every day. Would you do that? Would you go beyond? And then the next option, I will serve to further the mission of Jesus at OCC. There are so many opportunities to serve. And we just want to challenge you to go beyond this year in your service. And then I will connect to a class or small group. It's so important that we experience community with others. It's critical to our spiritual growth. And so if you're not connected, again, we want to challenge you to go beyond and pursue that. And then the next two options on the card have to do with going beyond financially. Again, our goal two years ago was to raise $1.2 million. And last Sunday, we went through this card, last Sunday as well, if you were here, But last Sunday, we had just over $15,000 in new financial commitments come in, which is awesome. And so as of now, we have $110,000 in commitments to go. And so if, if you have already made a commitment, thank you for that. But this next option is for you. I will increase my current beyond commitment for the next 12 months by X number of dollars per week. And then if you call OCC, your church home, and you haven't made a commitment yet, again, we want to challenge you to make a commitment. The next option is for you. I am making a new commitment for the next 12 months of X number of dollars per week. Now, if 110 families or individuals, whether you increase your commitment or are making a new one, if 110 families or individuals made a $1,000 commitment, for the next 12 months, above and beyond your regular giving, we'd reach our goal. The Mulpas family, we, uh, Beth and I talked about this. We've decided to do that. We're going to increase our commitment for the next 12 months by $1,000. I hope you'll join us. But $1,000 over the next year is $2.74 a day or about $20 a week. And so whether it's financially or in some other way, we simply ask that you prayerfully consider this. Ask God, God, how do you want me to go beyond over the next 12 months? And whatever he leads you and your family to do, do that. And then the last option on the card is please contact me. I have questions about beyond. If that's you, be sure to give us your phone number. Someone will reach out to you. We do have a fact sheet that's available. You can go to orville.church slash beyond to our website. There's a, a, a copy of that fact sheet there that you can download, but that fact sheet outlines the details of beyond. There's also hard copies back at our next step counter in the back of this room. Another thing, we are going to host 
two beyond informational meetings coming up. One will be virtual, the other will be in person. Uh, the in-person meeting will be next Sunday, March 7th at 8.30 a.m. in the banquet room. And the virtual option will be Tuesday, March 9th at 7 p.m. If, if you plan to come, if you wanna come to one of those informational meetings, if you could please RSVP by texting the word beyond to the number on the screen, that would be, that would be great. Now, on the screen are gonna be some pictures of what our youth space looks like now. And then the changes we're envisioning. Uh, the, these are preliminary renderings, but we'd like to transform our youth space. Our, our students need additional rooms and a, and a better environment to, to learn and connect with one another. This not only updates the look of our current teen center, but it adds four rooms for classes and groups in the old racquetball space. Right now, we have more classes and groups than we have rooms for in our youth ministry. And so we'd like to create more usable space to accommodate our students now and into the future as we continue to grow. And we'll explain more about that at these informational meetings coming up. Now, if you need more time to pray and think about this, please do that. Uh, you can fill out the card anytime this week online or you can bring your, your physical card back with you next Sunday. If you forget it, we'll have more available. But once you complete the card, just go ahead and drop it in the offering drop boxes that are at the exits. Or if you're doing this online, just hit the submit button. But friends, just think, this may just be the tip of the iceberg. Let's pray right now together as we respond. Pray with me. Father God, we just thank you that we have this opportunity. That, that we have this opportunity to go beyond. To go beyond in our prayers for people that are far from you. God, we know it's by your spirit and your power that as we plant and as we water, you're the one that makes it grow. But God, we pray for those folks, even our neighbors that, that, that don't know Jesus. God, thank you for the opportunity we have to serve and to connect and even to give financially. Father, you have blessed us so much. God, give us a vision. Give us a vision for what you want us to do and how you want us to go beyond in these next 12 months. God, whatever that looks like, help us, help us to go beyond just like you did for us. And sending your son, Jesus. Thanks, God, for your indescribable gift, the gift of Christ. We come to him now as we continue our worship. And as we take our next step, in Jesus' name, amen.